name is Brandy, and you probably know me as the book truck chick who ran a bookshop on wheels, but now I run a bookstore with an address in Edmonton. Now you know that I love to talk about books. I love to talk to people who love books. I also really like talking about the business side of bookstore life. So there will be an episode coming up that is focused mostly on the bookstore life because I still get so many questions, you guys. I know that this is a dream job for many, and I think that me doing it just makes it more possible for some because I talk about it often. So I'm going to continue to talk about what it's like to run a bookstore, the highs, the lows, the ins, the outs, all the little details. Um, That's in an upcoming episode. But today, in this episode of The Bookshop Chronicles, I am talking to Jennifer McKinley. Jennifer is my very first overseas guest. You guys, this is so exciting for me. So exciting. Jennifer lives in Aberdeen, Scotland. Scotland is a port city in northeast Scotland. And the way she describes it just sounds like someplace I need to go and visit right away. Um, I'm afraid if I go, I probably won't come back. So that's probably a one-way trip for this girl. Um... I think it's just so exciting that the bookstore community is not just located right here where I am, but because of this podcast, because of Instagram and social media, the reach is so huge. And I'm so excited about that because I love the idea of making friends in all sorts of places. And Jennifer and I became quick friends. I think she's just so fun. Uh, So we did. We talked about books. We talked about all things reading, and it was just delicious to spend time with her. Now, here's a fun tip. For any of you fans of mystery novels, the author Stuart McBride sets his series in Aberdeen, Scotland, so that might be familiar to you. I think there should be more books actually written in Aberdeen, Scotland, because it sounds idyllic. So, without further ado, here is my conversation with Jennifer. You are my very first guest who is overseas. Oh, my. (laughs) I feel quite honored. Thank you. (laughs) You're so welcome. So tell me a little bit about you, your life, where you're from, and how would you describe your reading life? Okay, so um, I live in Aberdeen, which is in the northeast of Scotland and is the third largest city in Scotland after Glasgow and Edinburgh. And I'm a mum and a wife, and I work part-time as a medical secretary at the Children's Hospital here in Aberdeen. And um, I've just always liked books and liked reading. And um, it's funny because when, uh, you know, you invited me to come and speak on the podcast, I thought, I'm just going to kind of have a think about how books have, you you know, sort of been in my life and everything. So... Um, really, you know, right from when I was really little, um, I've been reading books. I mean, I remember my granny used to take me to, you know, one of the local libraries when I was little, and um, there's just always been books there. And I think I, I went through a, a kind of time in my teenage years and probably sort of in, the, in my 20s where I didn't really read so much. You know, I think there was just too much stuff to be doing and other things happening. And I, I sort of pulled away from books a wee bit I suppose but 
um, I'd say I feel books are very comforting and yeah, I don't know. I just I feel safe around books, and you know, there's there's such a, a variety of of books out there, and yeah, I don't know. I think I think comforting's probably a good way of kind of putting it. You know, they they're sort of always there, and you know, you can you can choose you you can choose what you want to read or not read, and um, they just wait for you to sort of come to them and and choose, and yeah. I, I like happened. that. <laughs> that makes I like sense. That, yeah, I like that they're just waiting for you. And and you're right, they're absolutely comforting. And in different times of your life, you will have different reading experiences, right? So sometimes it's highs, lows, what you read, how much you read. The pace of your life really determines what you have permission to read, whether it's the time or the the things that you choose to read. But you're right, no matter what season of your life, it is a comfort to have yes. all of those stories and things available to you to choose from. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, it's funny because when um, your children are growing up, you know, a lot of the, the, the books, as you say, they, they kind of, depending on what's happening in your life, you it depends what type of book you choose to read. And um, I'm actually listening at the moment to, on Audible, to um, Michelle Obama's autobiography. And she has a bit in it where she says that when her, you know, first child, when she was pregnant with her first child, she was reading all the baby books about what stage they should be at. And and I thought, oh gosh, I remember doing that, you know, <laughs> it was sort of week, week 12, they should be this size and what happened. And, you know, week 14 it should be this size. And then, you know, when they're little and growing up and, and yeah. So, and then of course, when they, you know, the little ones that you start reading to them yourself, you're then introduced to all the children's books and things. So yeah, it's, um, I feel, yeah, it, it's it's lovely that we, we can have this choice, you know, of, of what to read to suit what's happening in our life at the moment. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful. And I love that there seems to be no end to it, right? Like, no matter what you're reading now, the list of books you want to read is always so huge. Definitely, definitely. And I find as well, just now I'm wanting to go back and reread ones that I read years ago because I remember really enjoying them at the time. And I think, gosh, you know, I remember I really enjoyed it, but I can't really remember exactly what happened. So I want to go back and, and just see if by reading it at this stage of my life, I still enjoy it. Um, so that's sort of what I feel I'm doing just now. I'm kind of going through sort of, you know, previous books and just seeing if they still have the same effect. Well, I think that's pretty wise because I have a, a theory that you never stand in the same river twice because it's always moving and that you never, ever read the same book twice because you are different and the way you perceive the book is different. So you can approach the same book that is familiar, but then you say, wait, wait how, how did I miss this? How did I never know that this was in the story? Or wow, I never noticed that person was like that before because you are growing and changing all the time. So the way you perceive the story, even if the story itself on paper has not changed a bit, for you, it can be totally different. So you're very, very smart to revisit a book and let it teach you something new. De definitely. And I think, as you said, I think, you know, as you, as you grow yourself, you know, you're, you're, views change your values change that things just change and yeah I just would be interested to see if I still feel the same about you know certain books and stories and things like that so yeah well what books are you reading right now 
So I'm listening to, um, like I said, Michelle Obama's Becoming, mm-hmm. which I find fascinating. Um, you know, there's a, a lot there I sort of didn't know about. Um, I'm actually reading, the, the book I'm reading at the moment, a paperback is, it's a sort of crime uh, drama, well, crime novel. I, I find myself drawn to sort of crime books for some reason, I don't know, but not really <laughs> horrible, nasty crime books, but just because um, when I was sort of, I sort of was listing all my kind of authors and things and um, I found most of them wrote detective type books and things. So um, it's one by the, so the author's name's Nikki French, but they're actually a husband and wife team. And I can't remember who's Nikki and who's French, but <laughs> you know, like the, maybe the husband's somebody French and the, the wife's Nikki, but I can't remember which way around it is. But it's the first one I've read of theirs. And yeah, it's good. It's, I wouldn't say, you know, it's not wow, but it's, I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm still enjoying reading it. So um, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm reading at the moment. And what is your, um, so I've never been to Scotland. Scotland is actually one of the places on my book bucket list that has all these amazing bookstores and spaces. And part of my heritage is Scottish and Welsh. So I feel like if I go there, the motherland is just going to call me home and I will just feel it. I will feel at home there. So I'm very excited (laughs) to visit one day, but I'm curious what your, um, the indie bookstore community and what the the book community is like over there because I've never visited, but I imagine it's you know romantic and full of brick walls and and fantastic little spaces with nooks and crannies of hidden treasures and what is it like over there? Well, it's not like that in Aberdeen, sadly. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, in fact, Aberdeen's sadly lacking. Um, like independent bookshops um again you know I, I kind of but before coming on today I, I was doing a little bit of research and things and um yeah there is actually I would say a gap in the market for that and I keep thinking should I fill that gap in the market but I'm not sure what I want to do you know if I'd be committed enough you know to to open a store it's something I'd absolutely love to do but just with other things going on um I don't know if it's the right time but it's definitely would be the right time I think for Aberdeen especially in the neighborhood that I live in I think it would go down really well so if there's anyone else listening from Aberdeen here then there's an opening there but no Aberdeen doesn't have a a, a, a big choice of independent bookshops um I think you know Edinburgh has a fairly good selection and um, Glasgow, I presume, does. I don't know. I'm not familiar with Glasgow's bookshops. Um, but then obviously there's Wigton. Wigton's meant to be the book capital of Scotland. Wigton's yes. in the south of Scotland, um, so, sort of southwest Scotland. And I've never actually been to it. But um, I think I follow the Wigton because I think he wrote, he's actually written a book about. He did. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've kind of, I sort of follow him and there's a few others sort of dotted about in maybe towns and things. Um, so I haven't, uh, you know, I'm ashamed to say I haven't really visited a lot of, of bookshops in Scotland. And again, in Edinburgh, there's, I know there's quite a few and I haven't really visited a lot of those ones down there either. So um, it's sort of on my to-do list as well, I suppose, you know, to go around and, but we could do, we could do with a, a daisy chain in Aberdeen, I think. So. <laughs> If you feel like expanding. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm afraid, though, if I go there, I probably will want to stay and not return. So <laughs> I don't know. That could that could be a dangerous offer. 
I, I've been to your lovely country and I I um I would like to go back. So uh, sadly, I only got as far as Calgary. So I didn't quite get up as far as yourself. But um, I've always see I'm the same. Canada was always on my to do list right from when, gosh, I can't remember, you know, years and years and years and years ago. And I don't know why. And um, I don't really have any, you know, family. Well, I don't have any family over there. And but I've always wanted to visit. So I managed to do that about three years ago now but there's still an awful lot of Canada left to see so I shall need to to do another visit back. Oh yeah there is Canada is big it is broad it is diverse there's all sorts and you really do need some time for sure because it's not a tiny little spot. No. Um, What is something about Scotland that most travelers do not know? I don't know. Um, Well (laughs) we don't we don't all we don't all run around in kilts and (laughs) <laughs> um, play the bagpipes and eat haggis, so we, that's one thing. Um, but um, I think there's probably a lot more to us. We're not, depending again on which city you're from. There's so many good things here in Scotland, and you know, like especially in Aberdeen. I think I'm maybe more focusing on Aberdeen. You know, Aberdeen's mm-hmm. got so many lovely things. We've got a beautiful beach. We've got a beautiful countryside, and I just think. The people in Aberdeen, we need to be a wee bit more, hey, you know, look at us, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Come, you know, we've got all this lovely thing. It's, it's getting better. Slowly, surely it's getting better. But for a while, it was known as the oil capital, you know, of the north. And, you know, we had, it was very sort of multinational because, you know, Norwegians, Americans, you know, Dutch, uh, lots of different nationalities were coming here to work for the oil industry. And I think Aberdeen maybe got, you know, the other aspects of Aberdeen, the other sort of attractive things maybe got slightly buried a wee bit because of the oil industry and now that the oil industry has sort of taken a bit of a downward turn we're being able to focus more on the other positive things that we have here in Aberdeen and you know no in answer to your question I'm not really sure (laughs) we're 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 lovely people (laughs) you know you make it sound quite um, delicious actually with the beaches and the country and all of that it it really does sound kind of like the perfect mix of all the things I think that so many people especially over here if we're not over there we don't actually understand or appreciate all the beauty and the richness of it because we get so immersed in things like outlander culture and all that kind of stuff that we think that we only know it one way so that's why I'm very excited to hear your your take on it and your view because you're right there right you're part yeah. of that country and that land and and it does have such a rich history and I'm I'm so excited to put my feet on the soil there one day well, I think you'll find as well, you know, because it is, we're obviously a lot, lot smaller than Canada, you know, you can go to a beach and the mountains in the same day sort of thing, you know, or not, or, oh. you know, a day or two. And the beauty of Aberdeen is that, you know, you, you can do that. Some of the other cities, maybe you, you can't, but, you know, we can have both beautiful mountains and beach very close at hand. And um, yeah, like I say, it's obviously a lot smaller to travel around and you would be able to, to cover a lot more ground, you know, in, in the time that you had when you came over here. As Say, if we were to go over to somewhere like Canada, you know, we would have to allow a lot more time to see more. So, yeah. Well, that yeah. sounds ideal, though. That sounds that sounds amazing that you could see all of that in a short period of time. I think that's, that's rich and that's very appealing because I don't want to spend a lot of time traveling between those places. If I can get a lot of that in a smaller area, I am highly satisfied. <laughs> like, that's yeah. exciting. <laughs> So, Jennifer, are you ready to do the rapid fire 30? Yeah. <laughs> <A bit apprehensive. laughs> 
go for it. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Who is an author you'd most like to have coffee with? Right. So the one person I would have liked to have coffee with, but sadly she's passed away, was an Irish author called Mae Binchy. I don't know if you've yes. read it. Light a Penny Candle, Echoes, you know, um, there's a few others which I can't now I'm sort of can't think off the top of my head but in fact Light a Penny Candle's one I want to go back and read again but I just feel she she just had a very good outlook on life and family and good values and you know things like that and yeah I, I would have liked to have, you know have had a, a coffee with her and I think with her being Irish as well she would have you know been good to sort of have a good chat with and which fictional world or time period would you like to spend a weekend in I just couldn't think of this at all and then I was listening to one of your podcasts with you know one of your other guests and I've sort of slightly stolen their idea but <laughs> I thought because I thought wow that was such a good idea and they had said they would like to spend their time I can't remember the exact decades but it was it would have been when their parents would have been growing up and I thought yeah that would have been really interesting to see what your parents were like when they were kind of teenagers growing up yeah that would be neat yeah but so I'm sorry I, I didn't have any original thoughts <laughs> on that okay. one <laughs> no apologies it's all good Name a book that changed how you see the world. Okay, so that again was a slightly, because I'm quite bad when I read a book sometimes and I, I have to sometimes write down what I've read and if there was something about it, because I do forget things. Yes. And the one, and it's quite a recent one, and I think it was very appropriate for, you know, all this COVID pandemic thing that we're going through. And it's the one which you probably, you know, that the, the boy, the mole, the fox and the horse. Oh, yeah. I I saw it, it, it came out and I remember thinking, oh yeah, okay, you know, and then you would see people would put quotes on Facebook and then I got it as part of a Christmas present and I actually sat down and read it the whole way through and I thought, oh, wow, that's so, so lovely and just, yeah, it always kind of made me feel quite emotional because there were just so many little phrases in there that were so true Mm -hmm. about our lives and how we treat each other and that would be the book okay what is a book that broke your heart so I think the only one that I could think of was the one by Jojo Moyes me before you oh yes yeah you know that was um because I read quite a lot of sort of detective type books and okay you know the odd fun kind of you know sort of chick lit type things as well but if the story of your life were made into a film, who would play you? Yeah, um, I'm not sure. I, I, this was a difficult one as well. But then I thought, I don't know if you've heard of Olivia Coleman. She's a, yep. an English, yeah. I've seen her in lots of different things. You know, she's she's been in sort of serious things and more fun things. And she's a wee bit kind of, um, how can I say, you know, she's just, she's sort of funny and she's just a bit slightly, she comes across being slightly disorganized and things and which I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a disorganized person, but I don't know, there's just something about her. And I thought, yeah, I'd quite like, I could quite like you to play me. <laughs> What's a book that didn't live up to its hype? One, I was in a book club. For, well, I still am a member of this book club in Aberdeen, but I haven't really attended since, you know, the COVID pandemic and it's everything's gone sort of on Zoom meetings and virtual things. Um, there was a book that we had to read there and it was called The Vegetarian by Han Kang. Or so, um, It supposedly won various prizes and things like that. And we decided to read it for the book club. And it was weird, really <laughs> weird. 
just weird. It was about a. It was basically. I think the bottom line was it was about a a, a wife who, one day she had been I think cutting meat and saw all the blood and then decided she had to become a vegetarian. She didn't want to have any meat in her life, but it was just her journey through this process and and it was to do with you know she ended up I think sort of growing roots and things and it was all it all became a wee bit sort of you know I don't know <laughs> unbelievable shall we say so <laughs> what is a book that should never be made into a film probably that one but um <laughs> that one I didn't really I I can't really think of any other one um so yeah I would I'll go with that one I don't think <laughs> that would be good pleasant viewing that one at all <laughs> <laughs> and what is a screen adaptation that's actually better than the book? Well, the one that I liked, which probably a lot of people wouldn't agree with, but I don't know if you've read Normal People by Sally Rooney. Mm -hmm. So it was then dramatized on TV and we, we saw it in installments. I don't know whether some people saw it as one complete film. And I just thought it was super. I, I enjoyed it more than the book. What was the last book that you stopped reading? There was a book called The Island, and it was by Anna, again, I wrote that down, Anna Maria Matute, and it was a Spanish translation, and I'd learnt about it. Um, you know how you sometimes in these, you know, magazines, like, say, Sunday supplements or things like that, and you get books, you know, books to read or books of the month or, you know, somebody says what their favourite books are. And somebody had said that this book was the best book she'd ever re read. And, and it was a sort of coming of age book. And it was about this girl that goes to live with her aunt on Mallorca. And so, I th and it was a Penguin classic and all this sort of things. So I thought, right, let's go and get that and see what it's like. And it wasn't a very thick book either. So I thought, oh, this will be good because I can put it in my bag for when I'm going to work and, you know, it won't weigh my bag down sort of thing. But I just found it so boring, just so boring. And um, I might give it another try another time, but I don't know whether because it's been translated, it's maybe lost some of the, you know, punch. But no, I, I sort of got about halfway through and I thought, no, this is just too boring. I can't waste any more time on this. <laughs> What was the last book that you bought? This Nikki French, because I got it in a charity shop. That would have been probably just before Christmas time. What was the last book someone gave you? It's sort of prop, not a proper um, novel or anything like that. It's called The Christmas Chronicles by Nigel Slater. Now, Nigel Slater, uh, he, he does cookery programs and he's he is also an author and he's a journalist. And anyway, he had produced this book I don't think it was just out this year I think it's been out for two three years and it's called the Christmas Chronicles and it's sort of slightly autobiographical as well um in that it's his just his memories of Christmas and you know all his observations over the Christmas period not not sorry not just really Christmas it's sort of winter you know he describes how sort of October time and you know the smells and you know the, the sort of lovely log log burning sort of smells and just the colours and and then he's got some recipes and things in there as well so the thing is though because I sort of got it at Christmas time I thought right I don't want to really look at it too much now I'm going to save it till this October time and then I'll start properly looking through it then because then that'll really it'll be the, the right time of year to actually be looking at it. Yeah that sounds about right to me. What was the last book that you reread? The last book that I reread would have been a book by Douglas Kennedy. I've read it. In fact, I think it's the only book I've probably ever read more than once. And it's quite a big book. And oh, no, no, wait, sorry. No, 
same author but different book. Um, but this the the moment. But I, it was odd. That's why I didn't think of it. Just now. It was the audible. Uh, I listened to it rather than read it. So Douglas Kennedy is an American author. I don't know if you've read any of his books. No, I haven't. No. So he most of the time his you know his sort of main character in the book is a woman, and I just find it fascinating that he writes, you know, from perspective of a woman and yet he's not a woman <laughs> you know so anyway the the pursuit of happiness it's quite a thick book and I've read it twice and loved it and I want to read it again and again the main character really is a woman and then the other one I just listened to recently the moment um that I suppose it was more it was the author it was a man and a woman so it was maybe more a man for that one but a lot of that was set in um Berlin when the wall was up, you know, when the, the when Germany was divided. So um, that was fascinating, really interesting. So I'm glad I kind of re, well, re-listened to that one. Um, but no, I want to, to reread The Pursuit of Happiness. It was it was really good last time I remember. So Okay. Yeah. What was the last book that you suggested to someone? That one, The Pursuit of Happiness. <laughs> hey, nice. Um, what was the last book that you took a picture of? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, okay. not everybody what does. What I sometimes do is, if I see, you know, if I'm if there's a magazine and there's like I say a page of you know um, books of the month or new books, I've sometimes taken a photo of that page, but that's obviously got lots of books on it. So then I save it to my phone. So if I'm in a bookshop and I can think, oh, well, what was that book they were recommending and just see if they've got it. And then I can have a look at it and think, nah, or yay, or, you know, whatever. So, okay. What is the next book that you can't wait to start? Well, I can't, I want to, to um, start Light a Penny Candle, which I've, I have read it, but it was years ago. That's the May Binchy one. And yeah. I just, I'm quite excited about going back to it because I just want to, to see if I still feel the same way about it. And I can barely remember actually what happened. That's the thing as well. So I think, right, it's time to, to go back to that one. Well, then it will be nice to be surprised by it if you don't remember all the details. That's yes. kind of nice. Yeah. Who is the best literary villain? Well, the only, the one that always, the, <laughs> when I read the, the thing that uh, springs to mind, and it's a bit of a silly one, really, in a way, but Cruella de Vil. Uh-huh. From 101 Dalmatians. She really, I just don't like it. She just really, I remember watching the, the cartoon and with the kids, and I just thought, no, I really don't like you. You're just wanting to make trouble all the time. And I just, <laughs> yeah, I'd probably say her. Name the first three books that come to mind. Oh gosh, right. Um, the Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, I know one that. Um, for the again, it's more a sort of poetry. Child's Garden of Verse. I uh-huh. don't know if you've yeah. Uh, Robert Louis Stevenson. Um, that was a favorite of mine when I was little. Just loved it. I don't know. We'll see. The one that I'm reading just now, Sunday Morning Coming Down by Nikki French. So okay. <laughs> that one. Ebook or tree book. Tree book, definitely. Borrow or buy? Buy. I'm quite I'm quite possessive with books. I do like my books. Okay. What is the weirdest thing you've ever used as a bookmark? Yeah, so I the only thing I could a Kirby grip, I've used that before. You know, for your hair. Just it's yep. it's actually they're very they're very good actually because they they fit quite neatly and keep your page. But you've just got to be careful when you're taking it off that you don't rip the page. <laughs> <laughs> what is a book that you loaned out and never got back? 
Well, that's an easy one. That's back to the same, <laughs> the pursuit of happiness. <laughs> I lent my original copy to somebody and she, but it might have been a mixed kind of, you know, message. Maybe she thought she could keep it. I'm not sure. But, and I just never wanted to ask for it back. So I just left it and I thought I'll just <laughs> buy another copy. So I did. Is there a book that you've borrowed and never returned? I don't think so. Oh, good um, for you. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> and what is your favorite place to read? Oh, I love reading. So in the winter, I love reading in our back room. We've got a sort of bay window that looks onto the garden and there's a sort of comfy armchair. And I love just sitting there. And um, and it's usually about this time of day because I thought that's just it's just great because I'm speaking to you at this type of time of day as well. You know, so it's all book, books, books. And <laughs> I shall sit there. So that's my kind of winter place. And then but in the summer, I like being sitting outside in the garden, you know, the table and chairs and just sitting. And you've got this sort of birds tweeting away. And, you know, it's just it's lovely. Yeah, that sounds perfect. And yeah. how do you organize your bookshelves? Not really by subject or anything like that, more just by author. What is the thickest book on your shelf? I think it's, well, it's a, it's really three books. It's a Jane Austen sort of, um, you know, three books of hers. Um, I think it's, it's Pride and Prejudice, Emma, and I think it's Sense and Sensibility. It's one of these sort of, you know, three in ones. So it's either that one or it's Oxford Dictionary. It's probably the next <laughs> thickest one. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite word it maybe sounds a bit corny but I think just because of everything that's been happening I think I would go with hope oh, I love because it. hopefully is a word that I find myself writing a lot when I'm messaging people you know I mean even this morning a, a, a friend messaged and said oh you know it's a shame we never got our coffee back I think the last time we'd spoken was sort of about Christmas time and it, you just find yourself saying hopefully we'll soon be able to meet up mm -hmm. hopefully you know we can catch a coffee sometime hopefully we can do this and I just thought yeah that hope hope's just it's got such a lot of promise you know mm -hmm. um that would I think and it's funny because it's not I don't think I would have probably chosen that word any other time but I think just because of things just now it just seems the right word Oh, you're absolutely right. What do you drink while you're reading? Oh, a cup of tea. And how many books did you read last year? This is the thing, because this is when I get a bit embarrassed, because some of you other guests, you know, there was somebody the other day, I think, read about 80 books or something. I'm thinking, ah, uh, okay, so <laughs> I'm quite a slow reader. So I I only read 16 last year. Great. Yeah, you know, I I, I just don't whiz through books I wish I could so I usually have an audible one on the go which I listen to when I'm walking up and down to work and then I usually have a paper one that I have you know in the house that um is you know there for me to to pick up yeah so 16 which I felt was quite a lot for me but <laughs> there's no comparison honestly whatever book number works for you and fits into your life and you're happy with it that is more books than than not having read them so it's it's a whatever numbers on the positive side that's yes, a win yeah. that's a total win and you just finished the rapid fire 30 well done oh, yay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Thank See? you. laughs> so jennifer how did you find the daisy chain book company community well, that's, yeah, I was speaking to my sister-in-law about this the other day because I told her that you'd invited me to appear in this podcast. And it was so funny because she said, I hope you said yes. I hope you said yes. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, I did. Although I have to admit, I was really, when I saw your message, I thought, oh, 
Me? <laughs> anyway, um, I think, you see, I, I'm quite new to Instagram as well. And I just started using Instagram last summer. And I was obviously, I was sort of liking various book things. I think I, I can't remember with the first book. It might have been because we have a, a lovely wee, um, it's an independent bookshop, but it's got a cafe underneath. It's called Books and Beans in Aberdeen. And I don't know whether I maybe had liked their page. And then that, you know how other book people like things. Someone had put a photo of your truck, you know, of Daisy, mm-hmm. and said, how cute is this? A book truck or something like that. And then, and I thought, oh, wow. So I think that's how I got into it. Because there's also, um, there's a, an author, Scottish author called Jenny Colgan. I don't yes. know. Yes. Yeah. And she, have you ever read her book? The, I it's, did. Yes. Yeah, about the book truck. And it reminded me of that. And I thought, oh, wow, that's fantastic. So that's then, I then started following you. And then I discovered your podcast as well. So that's how, because I think by the time I started following you, um, you were just about opening your shop, I think. Mm -hmm. Would that be right last, or was it September? Yeah, because we started to do the... um the build for the store in the summer. So we opened 1st of October. Right. Okay. So yeah, that would be about right. Yeah. And then, so when I started listening to your, you know, I went right back to the beginning and I haven't listened to every single one, but I sort of, I've listened to the ones where you, you know, then open your store and everything that goes with that. And just fascinating, fascinating story. So I'm so excited that, that the, community isn't just here where I live. It's not just my neighborhood or my family, but it actually does really have a reach. And it's so fun for me to think that you're over there in another part of the world and we're actually part of the same bookish community, which is so fun. I know it's, you know, technology is a wonderful thing to allow us to do something like this, because I was thinking I should be saying good morning to you. It must be, (laughs) have you you had your breakfast yet? I'll get that later. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird thinking that you're just getting up to start your day and we're, you know, in a couple of hours I'll be making tea. So, you know, it's just so uh, it's so strange. But, yeah, we're able to sit here and, and have a chat. You know, it's uh, it's amazing. And, yeah, we've, we've all got this common interest. And, you know, it's it, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. I think books just have the same sort of draw you know so you're right and it it means so much to me that um you'd be willing to come on the podcast and share your reading life with us and that I would get to talk with you and hear you and feel as if I know you more and it's such a privilege to be invited into your home and into your ears and just thank you for spending this time with me I'm so grateful well, thank you so much for inviting me. Like I say, it was just, um, I think, because when I, you know, I was listening to all the podcasts and things and everyone that you seem to be, uh, you know, speaking to, they, they either had a bookshop or a book truck or they'd written a book or something. And then <laughs> and then, and then you, you said, oh, would you like to be a guest? And I thought, what? But I haven't done anything. I'm just, I'm just little old me kind of thing. You know, so, oh, you've so, done um, lots. Honestly, the beautiful thing about it is, Anybody who's in the reading community, whatever you do to contribute to it, whether you are a purveyor of books or you create the books or um, you read the books, we're all part of the same thing that we make it all work. So nobody is any more important than anybody else. We're all necessary. So to hear you and what you are reading is so special to me because that's that's why we're here. That's the whole point of it. And then to have that conversation means that you and I have so much more in common now because of all the things that we have read or wanted to read. And that's why it's such a great space. 
Yeah. And I, well, I, I thank you. And I, I just think, you know, like I've said before, you what you've done is great. You know, and I just I, I love following your page on Instagram. I think all your ideas are super, really, really good. And you know, I, I listened to your podcast about the branding and things like that, and I thought, gosh, that's so interesting. And yeah, you know, you you've just got it so right. And I think it's fantastic. Um, you know w- what you've done, and yeah, and you know you've got your candles and your tea and all these sort of things. I just I I think it's just great, really great. Yeah. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you so much. <laughs> I really appreciate it. <laughs> so as you've heard me mention before, this podcast is being listened to in eight countries. One of them is Scotland. And I love the fact that right now, this podcast is being listened to in Scotland by Jennifer and her friends and family. Hey, Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer's friends and family. Um, If any of you are listening and you think this is a fun podcast, I want to tell people, please do. The more people who get their ears on this podcast, then that means the more it shows up in searches. If you could write a review about it, if you could send me a message and say, this is great, this is not so great, we want to see more of this, we want to, you know, experience more of that, tell me. Because as much as I say that the bookstore is for you, this podcast is also for you. You're choosing to listen, you're choosing to tell people about it, you're choosing to subscribe and download and make this part of your commute or your whatever, your earbuds time. So how can I make this more of what you'd like? So let me know. So thank you so much, Jennifer, for being on. Thank you to everybody who listens and shares it with people. I'm just so excited about that. And to everybody in the eight countries besides Canada who are listening, thank you, thank you, thank you. I so appreciate it. Okay, y'all, no matter how you serve the world, shine a light of humor, kindness, and compassion in everything you do. Be relevant. Be generous. Be unforgettable. And may your reading life be extraordinary. Talk to you soon. Bye.